You're listening to the Maximum Storytelling Podcast, where you'll learn how to produce compelling video marketing content for your law firm through visual storytelling. Maximum Storytelling is a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. And now, your hosts, Josh Nagel and Annika Godlewski. Hey guys, Annika Godlewski here, and it is another week of Maximum Storytelling. So, Next week, we are going to talk about Canva and how Canva is so amazing when it comes to animating your logo. And so if you animate your logo, what you can do is kind of turn it into this mini video that you add into the beginning of uh, your existing videos to turn it into a, it's almost like a, like an intro, like a really cool intro, but it involves your logo too. So I, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you've seen the videos where you see somebody's logo dance across the screen and sometimes there's music or other effects to it. We are going to talk how talk about how you can do that in Canva. Well, in preparation for uh, next week, I also came across this fantastic uh, infographic, which I just love infographics. If none of you guys are kind of familiar with what they are, it's just all of this information, but put into a much nicer um prettier way of looking at things. So I wanted to share with you this awesome infographic that I came across on a website called TechSmith. And it is Better Videos, the ultimate tip sheet. And it includes 50 uh, tips for making better videos. I'll make sure to include the link um, at, at the bottom of this podcast. But I just wanted to go through this because you know, we've talked so much about uh, so many different things and this tip sheet, but it's really cool to see it all in one place. And in, it's in one easy to read infographic. It's just, it's, it's really, really helpful. So I wanted to share that with you guys this week because it kind of leads into what we're going to be talking about next week when it comes to Canva and animating your logo for intros and outros in your videos. So what I'm going to do is share my screen here with you guys so you can see. And if you're part of the Maximum Lawyer Guild, this is a really awesome benefit that you get to enjoy, which is watching me record these podcasts live, which is always hilarious because, you know, there's always so many bloopers and I laugh at myself a lot. Okay, so here is the infographic. Better videos, the ultimate tip sheet. Uh, you need to, you know, you need to do more video. Here are 50 tips to help you do it right. So we're just going to go through these again. Like I said, I will make sure that you all have the link to this so that you can download it yourselves. But it's, it's just, it makes a lot of sense, right? So the first section is preparation. Plan your video. Crucial. Save time. It saves time. It saves money if you just, you know, plan out all the different videos that you want to do. Um, you can do this on a weekly basis. You can do this on a monthly basis. Um, you know, a lot of attorneys out there, they, they want to see what their uh, month looks like. And sometimes they'll reserve, you know, maybe the first Monday of every month to doing videos or, you know, every other Thursday to doing this, to doing videos. So you just make a list of all the topics and then schedule them out on your calendar and, you know, be prepared. You know, it's, it's an easy way to prepare yourself to figure out exactly what you're going to be doing that month video wise. Practice a video workflow. What process works for you? Checks, checklists help. Again, making a list of all of the different videos and just checking off all the subject matters that you want to cover is, is super helpful. 
know your goal, get clear on your video's purpose. We talk a lot about this in Maximum Storytelling is making sure you know who your audience is and making sure you understand the message that you want them to understand. Not necessarily what you want to say, but think about it in terms of what you want your audience to understand and think about things from their perspective. Think about things from being in their shoes and it'll help you um, identify exactly what your goal is when producing this video. Number four, learn your audience, design everything for them. Again, we just talked about that. Write a script, you'll get clarity and consistency. I am of the mentality that you don't necessarily have to have a script completely written out where you're following it word for word. In the legal industry, you know, it's it's so hard because attorneys, it's, it's already a stuffy subject matter. Um, you know, not a lot of people like to talk about the law. It's dry. And a lot of the people who are watching your videos for information are already stressed out and they already have a lot going on in their lives. And chances are they probably don't want to be even searching for answers to the tough questions that they're having because they would they would rather not have the problems that they're having in the first place so anything that you can do to humanize yourself anything that you can do to make yourself you know seem more approachable is better so that sometimes when you're following a script it's and you're following it extremely closely and extremely tightly you can sound a little robotic so of course you know writing a script helps but what i feel is sometimes having talking points or bullet bullet points, and then just elaborating on those bullet points in a more conversational tone, sometimes can uh, be a little bit better. Number six, storyboard, stick figures are fine. Again, it's anytime you have, um, you know, a lot of the attorney informational videos are pretty straightforward. They mostly frequently ask questions or they cover, you know, just one topic. But if you do want to put together a little bit of a longer video, maybe um, an explanation of your firm or the different attorneys in there, having a storyboard where you have literally little boxes of what each segment is going to look like, stick figures and, you know, who that person is and, you know, everything that's going to be covered just jotted down underneath that box is super helpful. Gather assets up front, meaning Get together all of your logos, make sure that you have all the contact information that you want on those videos ahead of time. You know, some people might have different tracking numbers depending on where they're putting those videos. You know, sometimes that can be a little over the top to have tracking numbers for, for different videos, but you know, some people wanna do it, but either way, make sure that you have all digital high resolution versions of your logo. It's not something that you can just scan in from the top of your letterhead. You have to have you know, a high resolution PNG. Make sure that um, it doesn't look too pixelated when it shows up in the video, especially if you're using a really good camera. And it, so you're, you are coming across very clear in the video. Then if you have um, a low resolution logo, it kind of looks, it'll look even more blurry compared to uh, yourself on camera get feedback. This is kind of funny. It says not from your mom. Critical is best. So don't be afraid to, you know, throw your videos out there, get some feedback. Um, one of the attorneys, Nick Tug, will put up his video on Maximum Lawyer Guild, and we all had feedback on it. And, you know, that takes a lot of guts. And I totally give kudos to him because he has been out there making these videos, practicing his effects, trying to add in different things that he thinks, you know, people are going to find interesting. And, it's not easy to hear feedback. I mean, there were some, uh, definitely some tips out for his videos that were, you know, probably a little bit hard to swallow, but that's what growth is, right? That's, uh, that we all need to hear that. So 
the number eight recommendation on this infographic of getting feedback. It, it is helpful and, and kudos to everybody out there who's doing that. Um, audio. Again, we talk about audio a lot in maximum storytelling, but this infographic is really gonna, going to hit that home. Number nine, record voiceovers first and match the video to it later. This is um, a really great tip, especially if you're, you have a lot of B-roll. Um, B-roll is where there are um, you know, camera shots that involve, you know, maybe somebody walking or shots at the office. It's where somebody is not actively talking to the camera and not actively, um, you know, participating in the video. It's kind of those background images. So if you're going to have a video where you include B-roll, make sure that you're recording those voiceovers separately and, you know, using a good mic. And so then you can take the audio and match that B-roll or, you know, any of the other images to your voices to your voiceover recordings later. Use your voice. So it can be super tempting to either get on Fiverr or hire um, you know, somebody even more professional than somebody on Fiverr to do voiceovers, to do intros, to do um, you know, your frequently asked questions. But, and maybe people wanna do that because they feel like it's going to be more professional or perhaps they don't like the sound of their own voice or they're too nervous or, you know, they think it's too awkward or whatever, but honestly, use your own voice. It really does make a difference, you know, especially when your client comes in and they've already watched your videos or your potential client, rather, your potential client comes in, they've already watched your videos, they've already seen you, they've already heard your voice. It's only going to make that connection when you finally meet in person or, I mean, right now with COVID, when you meet them on Zoom, most likely, it'll only make that connection even stronger drink water so your voice sounds its best and you don't record and don't record hungry those are pretty funny tips like right now i actually have my water right here i always have it next to me because you know we always sound better when we don't sound parched pause and then clap twice after mistakes audio spikes show where to edit edit so this is a really clever tip obviously if you are listening right now in the maximum lawyer guild you know that this is completely live. And so um, I can't just stop and uh, fix my edits. But if this weren't live and I did have, um, you know, if I did make a mistake and I wanted to edit it out later, they're suggesting that you clap. So once uh, you see it on the audio recording where you see all of the, um, oh goodness, all the lines going up and down as the volume goes up and down, the clap will spike that and then it'll, you'll be able to clearly see where that edit needs to uh, be made. Get a good mic, we've talked about that. Use a pop filter, avoid explosives or popping sounds. That's just kind of a setting that could help even things out. Check the mic, are you too close? Are you too far? Is there any background noise? You know, I recently moved and it was definitely an adjustment getting used to the traffic outside. So my apartment, you know, it's on a busier street than I was used to at my old home. And so I definitely had to adjust for that. Test the audio input levels. If it's too hot, it distorts. If it's too low, it's hard to hear. Again, make sure that you're checking everything just to see how it sounds before you go to all of the trouble of recording your video. Set the mood with music, loud enough to hear, but not overpowering, um, and test playback. How's it sound through headphones, desk speakers? Again, your audience is going to be listening. Most likely they're going to be watching your videos on mobile, so on their um, cell phone, but you know they could be 
Bluetooth streaming it to their uh, Bose speakers in the office. They could be, they could have their AirPods in. They could have just a regular set of, you know, wired headphones like the ones I'm wearing now. Or you could have somebody who's watching it on YouTube at the office and it's just um, going through their desktop computer speaker. So make sure to see, you know, just test it, see how it sounds. So that way um, your audience, audience is going to have the best experience um, about shooting. So 19, remove shine from faces. Rice paper works great. Again, shine is something that you that the ladies can't always, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to get around, get around it, especially if you wear um, makeup or foundation. I don't wear a lot of foundation, right? I don't wear foundation. So my face always appears shiny because I never have anything else on it except for moisturizer. But for you guys out there, you know, again, if you're under a bright light and you can feel it beating down on you and you just feel like you have this sheen of sweat or perspiration, rice paper or even a tissue, or I know this sounds totally dorky, but if you don't have rice paper around to blot your skin, coffee filters also work great. I know it's kind of goofy, but um, it's a way to make your face not look so shiny. Number 20, hide wires and mics under clothes. That can be something that's a little easy to overlook sometimes. Number 21, use lights, uh, remove shadows, make talent look their best. Number 22, rent gear and test what you like. So this is, you know, usually a tip for people who want higher production videos. Um, for most lawyers, if you're going to go the route where you are wanting to test out uh, the higher level stuff, um, you can't always rent some of the more basic uh, run-of-the-mill cameras. Now, the, the run-of-the-mill cameras that you can buy at Best Buy or on Amazon, they are still really, really great cameras for your purposes. But, you know, like Josh, Josh uses cinema quality stuff because he's producing, you know, videos and documentaries that are going to end up on Netflix, right? So, it would make sense for somebody like him to rent gear to figure out exactly what he wants before he purchases something because these are, you know, it's a pretty big investment. But for your guys' purposes, for all of these lawyers listening, you're probably pretty good with just reading the Amazon reviews and um, identifying through with the help of those reviews what uh, cameras are going to work best for your purposes. Use the number 23, use the rule of thirds. Position subjects in the outer thirds of your shot don't always center. So, like, Right now in this video, I look pretty centered. I mean, it's kind of how I am sitting at my computer. So, but if I was trying to make this a true professional video, I mean, I know we're recording this for the purpose of a podcast and we give the maximum layer uh, guilders the added benefit of tuning in live so they have, you know, they can answer or ask questions and I can answer them. Um, but if I were to make this a more professional video, I would want to sit either, you know, off to the side on the left or off to the side on the right um, so that the frame is almost broken up into thirds and you're going to want to sit in one of the thirds. Uh, record with two cameras at once. Different angles offer more options. Again, that's a really good um, tip, especially if you have, if you're doing video testimonials with your clients, you can have one camera on that person only, and then you can have another camera on the two of you. Again, with COVID, I know it's totally crazy. So things are going to look way different right now, but when we all are able to get back into our conference rooms and we have clients coming in where we can sit down and listen to their feedback, it wouldn't be a bad idea to all sit down. You know, you're going to be sitting not necessarily fully across from each other, but maybe next to each other or both at the corner of a conference table. And then you can have one camera on the both of you and one camera on 
the client so that you have, well, first of all, you'll end up with two separate recordings, which can always you know, be helpful. But then you can, when you're editing the video, you can bounce back and forth between the one of the two of you and the one of just your client talking. Shoot B-roll, again, it's always helpful to have extra shots of the client smiling, of the client walking down the hallway, of you know you and the other attorneys walking to the courthouse, or just anything that doesn't involve somebody talking directly to the camera. It adds another layer of professionalism to your videos and it can make everything look really great. The Guild is an insanely productive community of lawyer entrepreneurs with a growth mindset who share their collective genius and hold each other accountable to take their careers and businesses to the next level. But in 2021, we are upping the game. In addition to exclusive access to the group, FaceTime with the two of us, discounted pricing for live events, and front seat exposure to live recording and podcasts and video, we are mapping out for members the exact growth playbook with our new program, Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships and experience content specifically designed to complement your plan for growth. For a limited time only, the Maximum Lawyer and Minimum Time program will be offered for free to all new Guild members. Join us by going to maxlawguild.com. Uh, number 26, get your camera closer than you think. It, this is always such an awkward one because sometimes, you know, you feel like the camera is right in your face but it adds such a cool feel to the videos because you feel up close, you feel personal. And sometimes when you're too far back, it can look a little um, diluted, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but avoid digital zoom. It looks pixelated. Optical zoom is best. So play with your camera and make sure that you're getting, you know, you have everything on the right setting. Um, keep your clips short, except for interviews. They're easier to edit. So again, if you are talking about the different, um, I don't know, the top five things that you should do after a car accident, and you're eventually going to break those up into clips, keep them, you know, relatively short and sweet and make sure that you're you're identifying the beginning and the end of that clip before you move on to the next one. A bad habit that I have is sometimes I ramble a lot and I ramble from one thing into the next thing into the next thing instead of clearly, you know, finishing that that first clip before moving into the next clip. So that's a tip that I should, you know, of, of course, take to heart too, and um, make sure that they're kept short. Now, interviews are a little bit different. You know, if you're describing something or if somebody's asking questions, having that flow into the next question can seem nice and uh, like a, a great, a good transition, if you will. Um, so, you know, just kind of if you plan out everything that you're going to say ahead of time, then it, it really helps. Uh, mix things up, different angles, different scenes, close shots, etc. To tell your story, that's always helpful. Add annotations and text. That's always that's especially helpful with lawyer um, legal videos because there are sometimes you know phrases that people don't understand or, or terminology that isn't um, easily understood by the general public. So having those you know that that added text to your video can also help. Color correct, again, that's something that's just a little bit deeper. And as you become more and more familiar with editing video and become more comfortable with the video editing software that you choose to use, that will become, again, easier to do. But don't forget to think about that. Don't frame heads in a floating box, except for sign language interpreters cut back and forth instead. So don't always have, you know, one person, again, with Zoom, makes it nearly impossible to get around, but don't always have you know, one person up there in the corner 
um, talking while the other person who's either asking the questions or answering the questions, if it's interview style, you know, don't have them uh, taking up the rest of the frame. Use color design, background clothing, et cetera, can help you tell a story. You know, don't have everything just one monotone color. And of course, if you're going to be using a green screen, always stay away from wearing the color green. Um, use blocks of text sparingly. Watching and reading is tough to do. So, you know, don't overwhelm people with um, a lot of things unless they're, you know, closed captioning on the bottom. Of course, that's definitely um, important for those who are hearing impaired. About transitions, number 35, use simple transitions like cut, dissolve, and fade to black. Again, as you become more familiar with your video editing software, you'll see that there's a bunch of different um, options for transitioning from one frame to another frame. And there are seriously so many different options you can choose from. You can have this, the frame bounce from one, you know, one to the other. You can have it fade into it. You can have it, you know, roll across the screen. Don't get too wacky, you know, by adding too many different ones, or you know, this time we have the frame, you know, fly in from the middle, and the next time we have it shoot down from the corner. Stick with one, make them easy, make them you know subtle, but you know, they, transitions are definitely effective. But just just don't go crazy, which is what they cover um, in number thirty six too. Add or add wacky transitions with purpose. You can you know show a clock wipe to show time passing, but make sure that you're you're keeping it not not too crazy so 37 through 41 cover green screen uh green screen is cool uh but only if it looks good don't just replace your background um, use interaction and get creative speed up or slow down clips use captions for seo accessibility and watching with the sound off captions are definitely definitely helpful and record at the right size so where's your video going optimize for those dimensions so make sure that, you know, if you're if you're given the choice, you know, some of these softwares, when you export your video, it's going to give you the choice of am I exporting it in HD? Am I exporting it in 4K? You know, make sure that you know where your video is going, if it's going on YouTube, if it's going to be, you know, played for your clients there in the office when they're sitting down, um, you know, maybe it's an intake video or maybe it's a new client video. Make sure you know what the purpose is so that you can figure out the best um you know, the best size to make your video. So, um, and the final eight, create a clean desktop profile bar for recording so that personal info isn't there. So like, for instance, when I was chose to screen share with you guys on this, um, this live podcast, I, I had a ton of bars up here. I had all of my different tabs open from all the different things I had been working on throughout the day. I made sure to clear those out because really you guys didn't need to know that I also, you know, paid my electric bill at 11 o'clock, right? So I took Toledo Edison off of the top. But either way, um, make sure that that bar along the top is clear so that people just, you know, it doesn't seem too cluttered and people don't see your personal information. Only show necessary programs, hide or close anything else. Hide toolbars, bookmarks, and other browser stuff. Again, if this were a professional video where I needed to screen share something for the purpose of that video, I would definitely um, hide this toolbar down here that has, you know, Chrome, my files, it has Slack, um, uh, Zoom, Excel, all those different things that I had open, I would be hiding that as well. So turn off notifications when recording. Again, I just had a Slack notification pop up. You probably couldn't see it on this one because I had it pop up on uh, the other screen. I have dual monitors. I'm working with dual monitors here. But again, I 
technically you should have turned off that notification before I started. Otherwise, you guys would have seen my nice little Slack notification. Um, plug in your laptop. Nothing is worse than losing power um, halfway through a video. So make sure that you are plugged in and that you're eliminating any chance that something could go wrong uh, with your video, even something as simple as your battery running low on your laptop. About cursors, uh, show slow the cursor down. So as I'm you know, moving my cursor along the top here to show you that I cleared off all of the different tabs, you know, make sure that I need to make sure that I'm going slow and not super fast because it, you know, obviously tricks the, gives the eye, you know, makes your eyes twitch when things go too fast. Uh, mark your cursor location when you pause, put a sticky note on your screen, your, your cursor won't jump when you resume recording. So that's a really good point. So let's just say I'm sharing my screen right here and I have uh, the cursor right above the word screencasting here. And then I have to I have to stop recording for whatever reason, I should put a sticky note, physically put a sticky note on my monitor it, right in this space so that when I go back to start recording again, I move my cursor back into that place. Because otherwise, once you stop recording and then you have your mouse um, move somewhere else and then you start recording and your mouse is in a different place, it'll look kind of funky because your mouse is, it'll look like the mouse or the cursor rather jumped into a different place. Don't point and circle. Your cursor is not a laser pointer. I am so guilty of this. I'm like, okay, here guys, look at this. And I move my cursor all around in circles. So I need to take this advice and not do it either. Um, and another uh, suggestion, suggestion is to make your cursor bigger. That's a really great suggestion if you're going to be, you know, again, screen sharing or showing anything on a monitor. Making your cursor bigger is a very good tip because look how small my cursor is. And if it were as big as the one that is right here, then it would be much better. So thank you so much to the people at TechSmith for this awesome, awesome um, infographic. What I'm going to do is I will make sure that we all have a copy of it. Um, again, if you guys have any questions, we always love to hear anything that you have to do. And Marcelino Lopez, thank you so much for um, commenting. She put, I love this. I missed the first page though. Is there a download? Yes, definitely. I will make sure that there is a download right in the um, comments. And then we'll also make sure that it's in the podcast notes too at the bottom. So anyone listening at home, if you are not a Maximum Lawyer Guild member and you're not tuning in live, I'll make sure that it's there for you as well. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. We had another great week of Maximum Storytelling. Be sure to tune in next week because that's when we talk Canva and animating our logos to make really, really easy logo animations. And then you can turn that into intros and outros. Thank you. Miss Lopez, she just said perfect pronunciation. So thank you so much. I tried with a name like Annika. I try to do my best to get everyone's names right because I know people feel so bad when they mispronounce mine, but I'm like, nah, it's okay. No big deal. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. But thanks again for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you every week at 1230 Central, 1:30 Eastern for Maximum Storytelling. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk same time, same place next week. To stay connected, join us on the Maximum Lawyer Facebook group. See you there.